Hello, everybody, and welcome back for the second episode of the yeah, Hard Transitions podcast. Um, you know, it feels like maybe the, the fifth, sixth, or seventh. I don't know. We've recorded it a couple times, so yeah, we have some exciting stuff to bring you today. Obviously, Abby had her draft on Thursday, and that's going to be the uh, basically the focal point of this episode. So we don't really want to waste any time. Let's dive right in. So the draft was Thursday. Yep. How did it go? How do you feel? I feel pretty good. It was a lot of fun. Everyone seemed to be really into it. Everyone enjoyed it a lot. We had a really good time. As I said last week, we had it in a conference room at work, and we brought in beer. One girl brought in champagne because she said, I've never done this before, so I didn't know what to bring. <laughs> so she's fantastic and invited to all future parties. Yeah, that's uh. She's popping bottles. Yeah, it was a great way to get the, the night started off, especially after a long week at work. Yeah. All right, so everyone kind of got a flavor for your – or feel for what your strategy was going to be. You said you wanted to go running back, running back, wide receiver, quarterback, correct? Was that last week? Yes, that was the plan. All right, so we stuck to the plan, right? Uh, Well, not, not really. We didn't stray too far. So I, I ended up picking Rob Gronkowski, a tight end, for my first pick. Nice. <laughs> That's Just, not a running back at all. No, and I'm not mad about it. He's... Are you mad about it? <laughs> I'm not mad about it. <laughs> I ended up naming my team Gronk Island Party Cruise. And if you don't know what that is, I highly recommend Googling it because it's fantastic. At the 12th pick, my pick, he was still available. I had to grab him. It would just be a terrible thing not to, I think. Yeah, yeah. He's one of my favorite players, too. Just aside from fantasy, yeah, I mean, he gets after it. So he's always a lot of fun. Yeah, he's ridiculous. So, I mean, even I know that. All right, and then where did you go from there? So you rounded back. You came back with the uh, 16th overall pick, or 17th overall pick. Who did you end up with there? So that's in a rush. I went immediately back onto my my path, my plan, and I picked up a running back on the Saints, Mark Ingram, who seems like a good pick. Yeah, yeah, I think that sounds like. I mean, so yeah, like you said, you got back on your on your plan, and uh, yeah, Mark Ingram's a pretty nice nice one. Yep, and then third was Des Bryant, a wide receiver. Fourth, I did end up picking up a quarterback, Carson Palmer, because Mm -hmm. this draft did run a little differently than my mock drafts that I did. Because some people didn't really know what they were doing, I guess. Not that there seems to be, like, a specific right way to do it. Right. But uh, one lady was picking solely based on looks. So I like that strategy. That's a good one. Nice. It, I've never heard that one before. <laughs> it seemed to be a really fun strategy. She was having a, a really good time with it. So, you know, she might have picked a quarterback in the first or second round. So I kind of had to make sure I had my key players in before the fifth or sixth round yeah so no that makes um that makes a lot of sense to me and then um maybe just run out i guess kind of a couple any any more noteworthy picks to finish out the draft how did it go from there fifth i picked another wide receiver sanders emmanuel emmanuel (laughs) how do you actually say it emmanuel emmanuel yeah Sixth, I picked Melvin Gordon, a running another running back, and someone was pretty upset that I grabbed him. So I'm I'm taking that as a good thing. Yeah, that's good. I mean, anytime you frustrate someone with one of your picks, that means you're getting them just a little bit ahead, and that person wanted them really bad. So that's good. 
Losing yeah. to the crowd type of stuff. That's good. Eighth, I got my third running back, D'Angelo Williams. I was happy to pick up a Steeler just to maybe be interested in the games. Probably not, but who knows. And yeah, you, you stole some. Whoever had Le'Veon Bell, you kind of stole stole Williams from him, from him or her. Yes. Yeah, I didn't realize that that was a dirty thing to do. <laughs> yeah, it's um, people usually, it's you know, it's not like, I don't want to say it's frowned upon in the fantasy circle, but yeah, I think people you know get frustrated when you steal what we call their handcuff, which is, you know, it's the backup running back to whomever the starter is. Well, whoops. <laughs> For my backup quarterback. No love loss there. No, no. For my backup quarterback, I grabbed Matt Ryan on the Falcons. My man Tyrod Taylor was taken just a couple rounds ahead of me, so or a couple picks ahead of me, so I wasn't able to snatch him up. So you had one of those all crap moments. Yes, I did, some... and the guy next to me was also. I could see on his screen that he wanted to pick Tyrod whenever that girl ah. did pick him. So I think he was a hot pick that round. Yeah, hot commodity, right? Yeah. And then to round it off, I did pick a second kicker and a second tight end against your advice. <laughs> yeah, my only piece of advice. The only thing that I said, hey, I, as soon as the, the draft is getting ready to start for you, and I texted you real quick, and I was like, hey, the only piece of advice I'm going to give you is don't pick up a backup kicker, tight end, or defense. And uh, you went ahead and did it anyway. <laughs> I did it anyways because my – I didn't know why you told me to do that. I should have distrusted you, I guess. Like, now that I, I've, like... I guess, yeah. I guess. I've only been, I only have been doing it for 12 years. I don't know what I'm talking about. I mean, yeah, uh, but when's the last time you won? It's true. That stung a little <laughs> bit. That was a little bit of a dig. Yeah. So, I didn't know why I wasn't supposed to pick a kicker or a tight end. So, I was pretty worried about the whole bye week situation because I assumed that if you don't have a kicker and it is, like, or you don't have a backup kicker, and it's your kicker's bye week, then you don't get any points. But apparently that's not how it goes. Well, that would be true, right, if you didn't pick up a new kicker, which is something you can do during the season. Yeah. You can use the waiver system. Can you explain that? Because I don't actually fully understand that. Yeah, so basically, if you think about all the players that didn't get picked in your draft, Mm -hmm. like no one picked them, they went undrafted. Uh, they go into the free agent pool. So throughout the course of the season, some of those players, they might end up being actually pretty good, and they might end up being better than someone that's on your roster. So what you can do is each week there's a add-drop period where you can add a player from the waiver wire and drop a player on your team. Maybe that's underperforming. So usually that's what people do with kickers is whenever your kicker goes on the bye week, you'll just drop your bye week kicker and pick up a different one because there's not a ton of difference between kickers they all pretty much score about the same amount of points yeah and i think i'm feeling the burn a little bit on that because i've been looking at my team just in the espn fantasy app <laughs> and what a plug trying to not sponsor it again just trying to but figure open out to the possibility uh, yes indeed i was trying to figure out what i need to do like week of because apparently i need to pick this by wednesday because all the games start on Thursday. Yeah, you have to you have to have your lineups. Well, technically, if you have a player that's going to play on Thursday, because there's only two teams that are going to play, mm-hmm. you have to have uh, you have to have your team, whatever those players in, you have to have them set by then. 
So you have an hour, you have up until an hour before the game starts, basically. Okay. Um, or pretty much actually the start of the game, more or less. But. but yeah, I think I would like to have that tight end and kicker spot on my bench filled in with different wide receivers because both of my wide receivers have a little red Q next to them. What does that oh. mean? It means they're questionable. They have, they have like some sort of injury that happened to them. So if I do need to swap them out, I don't have too many options. So I guess I should have followed your advice. Yeah, yeah, it's bad to clutter up your uh, your bench with kickers and tight ends just because you'll never need backups typically. Um, but yeah, you'll need, you have to start two wide receivers. So, you know, you kind of have to like be able to fill that in and be flexible. So. Yep, hindsight 2020. Yeah, yeah. Well, you can always, like I said, you can use the waivers. I dropped some peeps. Oh, my projected points <laughs> this... I'm sorry, I'm just in the app. And I swapped out D'Angelo Williams. I made him my flex instead of whoever was it before. Yeah. And now I'm projected at 91 points versus my week one opponent is projected to only get 87 points now. Oh, nice. So you're projected to win the first week. That's yeah, exciting. Yeah, which cool. is different than whenever I first glanced at it the other day nice which nice. is i think i'm tied for the most projected points in my league Woo! no you? pressure oh no Come someone on. has 96 didn't you just say 97 for you no i have 91 That's i'm tied right. at 91 so tied for second yeah well you're coming at, you're gonna come out of the gates hot sounds like yeah this is exciting now i was kind of bummed just seeing that i was projected <laughs> to lose hopefully it. that is awesome that is awesome so I mean, walking out of the draft and everything, how did, I mean, do you, like, it sounds like you feel pretty good about it outside of the little tight end kicker thing, but, um, more or less, it seems like you got who you wanted and did pretty well. Yeah, I definitely think so. So I, I rounded out with two quarterbacks, five running backs, four wide receivers, two tight ends, two kickers, and one defense special teams. And as you said, I, I kind of would like to make some tweaks with that. But going out of it, I think that my starting lineup for week one is going to be pretty good. A lot of people did do a lot more research than me. You know, they had, like, their packets in front of them. <laughs> the Champagne Girl's husband, like, wrote her, like, six pages of notes with all this red pen over it. So, and she didn't know what any of it meant. It was hilarious. <laughs> so, I think... really funny. Yeah. I think with my minimal research, I'm happy with my team. Yeah, no doubt, as you should be, as you should be. And you didn't have any help, right? I mean... No, not really. The, the champagne girl, uh, she had tons of help, you know, from her husband. But I will say that that is pretty cool, you know? Like, it's exciting that, you know, you set this whole league up for, for everyone, also all these, like, new players and some players, you know, whatever, from your work and things like everyone from your work. And uh, you have two people, basically, whom, you know, husband and wife, that now have something fun to talk about together that they wouldn't have... Uh, without you and that's the kind of cool stuff that fantasy football is fantasy football is good for you know spirited spirited uh competition and you know just fun discussion between friends and family loved ones as well yeah i mean i, I do what i can to better the community so yeah yeah just uh positive impact in the world you truly really are <laughs> i am nice nice so I guess my only question is, like, what should I prepare for next week? Is it just, you know, taking a look at my starting lineup and making sure I'm comfortable with everyone and making sure nobody got injured this weekend or anything like that? 
Yeah, so I'll say that I'll give you this. Um, one of the biggest things in the first few weeks is is injuries that you have to kind of keep a you have to be on top of to see who gets injured, and uh, especially for even like teams that are like if one of the best players in the league gets injured, that you know that means a lot uh, for the rest of the league, you know, because you get you have a chance to pick up his his you know his backup, so it's kind of a big deal. Is there a lot of trading and dropping and adding players in these first couple weeks or is that more towards like the middle of the end of the season no there's usually i would say i'll give you that there's uh tons of ad drops usually in the first few weeks because there's a lot of people who are going to be on your bench that you know they're more or less someone you took a flyer on that's just you know they're kind of maybe they're they might pan out they might not so usually with those types of players you find out in the first couple weeks whether or not they're going to be good once you find out if they stink you just drop them and pick up someone else that did, you know, pan out that someone looked that someone in your uh, league looked over, you know. So, or you know, a backup running back that now is going to be the starter because the starter got hurt, stuff like that. Okay. So yeah. Not, so not too much work, but still keeps it interesting. No, yeah, I would. I definitely say that. Uh, I don't know. From my perspective, I think the waivers are the most important part of the season, actually. Because anyone really could follow along with a, a draft sheet, uh, more or less. You know, it's not too tough. But um, knowing who to add and drop each week is does get a little, little tough. You know. All right. Well, I'm excited. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. It's uh, it's cool. You'll have a lot to root for. You know, come Thursday and Sunday. You know, and maybe we can even do something fun like on Sunday do like a recording maybe uh during during the games like midway through the games on like at four o'clock or something like that it might be kind of cool see where see where my head's at yeah and see if you're getting a little antsy you know <laughs> how how the, how your matchup's panning out and whatnot um yeah so the person you're playing this week are they like a, a newer player are they a veteran or um i'm not know? actually sure i don't know them too well okay but they they had three people representing this one team so oh, lots of heads yeah. yeah that was the the one exception the one random team so i mean they're projected to get 87 points this week i'm at 91 so i think it's how, still going to be pretty tight yeah how many name a couple players uh, on their team maybe like their quarterback and a couple running backs quarterback stafford martin and yeldon as running backs and then hopkins and edelman as wide receivers okay and then tight end might as well go leaner. through Leaner. Leaner. All right. So we'll see. I mean, that doesn't mean anything to me, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, just know that you're, you're, you know, they're the underdogs. So people might actually end up rooting for them instead, you know, it's now that you're a favorite. That's true. <laughs> it's no longer really like the rookie story. <laughs> you, you become uh, the top dog. All right. Well, uh, I mean, do we have anything else we want to touch on here? Or? The only thing I found interesting in, in the last couple of days was you were actually just participating in an auction draft. Yeah. So I kind of hung around and watched what was going on, and I know I, I kind of poo-pooed it in the <laughs> last episode saying it seemed like a lot of work, but it actually did seem pretty interesting because you're only given a set amount of money and you have to really put it behind the right players but mm-hmm. not bid too much because you only have so much money, and then you're you might be stuck with, God knows what at the end. Yeah, yeah, it's a lot of like real time thinking and like trying to 
yeah, being being kind of on your toes, on your feet. Yeah, you definitely saw me probably. I was a little, I was antsy with a couple picks. I was like, oh, and then like I, it, I ended up missing out on uh, a few people that I'd wanted. And so yeah, it's kind of you get to flow with the ups and downs of the auction draft. It is. Uh, I think it's a it's a lot of fun. It's really exciting. Yeah, it seems like a fun draft experience. I'm yeah. sure the end season experience is the More same. Or less. Yeah, the same. Yeah. But I think that would be an interesting draft to maybe take part in next year. Yeah. No, I mean, really, they, people are always coming up with, like, new and crazy things for fantasy football. It is actually kind of fun. Like, since so many people play it now, there's, like, just a tons of ideas and ways to play that keep getting thrown out there. And auction's been one that's been around for a while, but it's definitely it's definitely one of the more interesting ones. We could talk about one of the other things maybe later in this, in the maybe a different episode. Once you kind of get your feet onto you with the waiver system, we can talk. We can tell people about one of the other like kind of cool waiver systems that you can do as a way to play. But yeah. All right, that sounds good. Yeah. Well, yeah. Thanks. Thanks again, everyone, for listening. Yeah. Hopefully, we'll we'll follow through with the idea to uh, get Abby and ha- talk to her a little bit while the games are being played out on Sunday. You know, midway through the day or whatever, and kind of see where she heads out and see how much she's sweating it out and whatnot check in and see if she's ha- how much fun she's having so thanks again for listening thanks for the time and uh we'll talk to you later see you bye guys